I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a TV show. I mean, I mean, a podcast. Welcome to the Mojoverse. <laughs> this is a television show where we bring X-Men Evolution back from the dead and uncancel it. And season five, it's on. It's on. That's true. If only that were true. I wish it was. Um, no, this is this is The Mutant Ages. It's a podcast where we review every adaptation of the X-Men. Here to petition. And petition for the return of X-Men Evolution. Back when we were young. We experienced a change We felt a power grow in us Both wonderful and strange The power to care about the X-Men And the mutant brotherhood All of their adventures More than anyone should From the comic book pages to the WB. Bring it back. It doesn't need to be Kids WB. Honestly, it probably shouldn't be. It should be Disney Plus or whatever. Does Kids WB still exist? No. I don't even think I don't, it does. Actually, I don't now no. I'm Googling it. Me too. Kids WB, it just goes straight to Wikipedia and doesn't have a website. Yeah, so I'm gonna guess not no. a great sign. Yeah, so that closed in May 17th of 2015. Okay. No, that was the website. The actual <laughs> network closed it in 2008. Wow. Okay, that's a long fucking time ago. Wait, so then um, Wolverine and the X-Men, which is the show we're going to watch once we're done wrapping on X-Men Evolution, must not have been on Kids WB then, correct? No, it wasn't. That was the issue. I don't think it actually aired here. <laughs> I can think, okay, that can't be right. That can't be right. But I remember it airing in Canada and then us having to watch like rips of it on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube rips of it. <laughs> uh-huh so i'm looking at the uh, the wolverine and the x-men wikipedia page now welcome to us looking at wikipedia it was on nicktoons apparently oh that's right it was i forgot about that it's funny because it has the same creative team right wow kevin feige was an executive producer i know okay so um we watched the finale the final finale ascension part two x-men evolution it was fine. I don't know. I didn't love it. I mean, what's I mean, to love? You know, it's yeah, I'm telling you, it's the injustice treatment where I know. Uh, I basically, know. they had one episode to wrap everything up, so they brought back most of the characters, but not all of them. <laughs> not all of them, <laughs> but a lot of them, but not all. Not all. And like, did nothing? Okay, nothing actually happens in this episode except for maybe two scenes, which is kind of the sad part about it. Is yeah. that it just has such a. There's just, it's just like so quietly closed in the background, you know, unceremoniously. Well, they don't, they don't have time. I mean, I will say this episode does explain or answer a couple of the questions that we had in the first episode, which was, why are they trying to destroy the pyramids? Um, Having just edited that episode, I know we were wondering that. (laughs) This episode explains it, but the fact that it's not explained until this episode isn't a great sign because it doesn't really 
Well, like, why did they know ahead of time that they needed to destroy the pyramids? Because in this episode, the pyramids become spaceships that take off and then form a massive web around the world that turns all humans into mutants, or is about to. I think that was maybe what Xavier's vision was supposed to be in the last episode that, like, wasn't well communicated. Because remember how... Okay, so previously on the X-Men... The X-Men were there. Apocalypse was there. Mesmero has been working with Apocalypse for this whole time, but now Mesmero's been abandoned by Apocalypse and kidnapped by the X-Men who are like, can you tell us what the fuck Apocalypse was working on? And he was like, no, I'll never betray him. And Xavier was like, okay, it's torture time, baby, and headed into Mesmero's mind and tortured him. Except that then when Xavier came back out of Mesmero's mind, he didn't like have anything new to share. He was just kind of like, so there's a bunch of pyramids and there's domes around the pyramids and Apocalypse is going to turn all humans into mutants, which is all stuff we basically knew. So it wasn't fully conveyed. But he didn't say why or how that was going to happen exactly. And that is shown in this episode. I guess Xavier did see like lightning falling from the sky. And so he knew maybe. That could have been Storm. <laughs> we don't even know. Like, honestly, yeah, like. I, I don't know. I, I think they reused some animation. And so therefore it kind of all looked the same. Yeah. They just grabbed some lightning animations they already had and just threw those in there. I mean, I don't blame them. They were put in a very uncomfortable situation where. They were. All, all I can think about is that dating game show that we did that we had to just stop in the middle of the show and wrap up. You right, keep like, bringing that up lately. I feel like it's haunting you like the fact that we didn't finish that show like it's in mutant vision there's a (laughs) reference to it you've like brought it up on multiple episodes since then do we need to go back and finish the futurama dating game at kineticon right in at the mutinations because let us know if we need to finish it because people are wondering what the end of the show was and uh everyone's asking us i don't don't know if anybody listening to this (laughs) podcast we even went to kineticon in 2010 i don't know there was somebody who had gone to see the X-Men dating game that we did. So you never yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. That's you true. You never know. But yeah, it, it does feel as though something was left unsaid. I mean, a lot was left unsaid. I mean, they didn't get to finish their story, well, which yeah. is unfortunate. Anyway, so the other previously on the X-Men stuff that matters... Is Apocalypse is there. Apocalypse is here. He's a beefcake now. Oh, He's got right. huge muscles now. I like how they didn't explain why that is. He just like hooked himself up to the steroids machine and was like... Now I have muscles. And that (laughs) doesn't affect anything. Like, it's not like he's, like, arm wrestling everybody. I know. (laughs) He just came into the room and he's like, give me the Bane juice. You know, like. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's like, why? He's, again, he's not using his physical strength for anything. He's still just floating around. Like, I don't know. It's really funny. I don't know. And he's, but he is wearing the apocalypse armor, just minus the big A on the belt. Not the big A on his chest. Which is unfortunate. I miss that. I agree. So, anyway, he is, he is a big beefcake now. And also... He killed Xavier and Storm so that he could resurrect them under his mind control as part of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Right. Magneto, Magneto, Mystique, Mystique. Storm, and Xavier. So this episode is going to be really sort of boring considering there's a lot of fight scenes. But this, again, if you were a creator on this show or you worked on the production team... We don't blame you. We wish you guys had enough time to actually finish your story. And we understand that you had to wrap everything up in like 20 minutes. So, Mm -hmm. And I actually love there are a few key parts that I think we're both going to enjoy, like the fact that Rogue is the one who gets to save the day at the end. Right. I think there's a lot of concepts in here that we see for like a second. And I said that in the last episode, too, where 
what would have happened with Storm Story, for example? Yeah. Because, like, in this, it was just her following Xavier around, and it was the quickest way they could write that in to make her be the other horseman. And I liked, actually, that Spike gets some lines in this episode, which last week we were like, too bad Spike's never going to have another chance to talk on this show. But he actually does. He has a couple lines in here that I didn't hate. Um, where he's like, you know, standing up for Storm in the midst of all of this. Right. We don't really get a conclusion of Wanda's brainwashing storyline, which is sad. But it is interesting that Mystique is rejected by her two children at the end of this. But Magneto isn't. And I don't really feel like they had the time to explain that either. <laughs> it was kind of like, wait, didn't both of those characters abuse their children? Are we just acting like that's fine but well, it was like they just didn't have time to finish those storylines so they were like uh magneto's good now and mystique is still bad don't worry about it don't worry about it credits credits it's over i know well we could talk about it when we get there so uh, basically the opening of this episode i didn't write any of this down we don't need to repeat it but logan's giving like this 10 minute speech about how the x-men are the last hope for the world mm-hmm. oh we should mention the sentinel program is back as well courtesy of uh trask our favorite who nick fury was forced to grab out of jail and bring the sentinels back but yeah but at this point nick fury has like left shield and is just hanging out with the x-men yeah but so. also like a lot of members of shield have left as well because they're like helping out like shield has oh, openly yeah. flagrantly disregarded <laughs> the u.s government at this point and is, they're on strike they at this are point. on strike they are working for themselves it is very shield i love that. It is. It is. Um, so that's fun. The Shield is on the X-Men side in this episode, which is fun. I mean, that happens a lot, which I appreciate. But anyway, Logan's just like, all right, everybody, get ready. <laughs> Pack your bags. We're <laughs> the last hope for the planet Earth. And if things go wrong, then people are going to die. All that training you've done all these years, bub. Well, now it's going to matter. <laughs> this is life or death, everybody. And we're going to fucking trash these pyramids. I mean, honestly, you see these historical artifacts and shit. We're going to fucking destroy them with our powers. We don't give a shit anymore. Who gives a crap? These pyramids are evil and we're destroying everything. Every single one of them. It's like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Logan is really... The times that Logan gets to be in charge, like in the comic books or the TV shows, it's always really funny because... It is like, really funny because he's like so serious. <laughs> he's just like not a leader. Like, you know? And he's just like, listen, oh we gotta fucking kill everybody. And that includes Professor Xavier. And the camera like zooms in on Xavier's face, like smirking. And he's like, I'm evil now. And Logan is like, I don't give a fuck. We're gonna murder Chuck today. Chuck's going down, everybody. Kids, get ready. I know half of you are literally 12 years old. I don't give a crap. Put on your fucking boxing gloves kids and protect those thumbs like he just he's so intense here it's great actually he's like the buzz saws are nothing in comparison what's gonna happen to you now like, you remember when the guns came out of the ground and half of you died well the other half could die in five seconds today and we don't give a shit anymore get ready <laughs> meanwhile in my notes i'm writing killing xavier is fine but i want magneto storm and mystique to survive because i, I like all three of those characters and xavier i'm like he can die 
That's okay with me. Oh my god. Oh, uh, so okay. So should we go over the teams because it, it's like it kind of matters. Sure. I didn't write any of that down. So I you did. Can. I did. So so over in Egypt, Team A. Team A. We've got Jean, who is leading Amara and Boom Boom, who are still dating, and then we've got Colossus, who is the heterosexuality who's going to be inserted into that gay relationship later, and then we have <laughs> Jamie, who's twelve years old and is also here. Which I don't know why they put Jamie here. Like, okay, what? I don't know either. Like, there's other like full adults that they could have thrown in here like fucking Sabretooth, pyro i don't know but they have jamie here where's gambit where's gambit i really am annoyed about that i'm it honestly sucks. frustrated that he's not in this episode but he's featured in the final photo and i was like it's ridiculous. why do we have time to bring angel back but not gambit because gambit and also like what's x23 fucking doing like the, it's the end of the world over here like i think they could have tapped her in where's danny moonstar okay actually for Danny Moonstar, I don't think she's here because they were still animating that episode when they were being told to do this. these other two episodes. I think she's there at the end, though, because there's another brunette in that final photo, and I was like, I think that must be Danny, because I couldn't figure out who else it was supposed to be. Are you sure it's not Jubilee? Because she's in that photo. Oh, okay. We all know that I'm going to choose that photo as the social media picture, so everyone will see it. So then, over in China, in China Fighting Storm, we've got Beast, Bobby, Spike, and Ray, Berserker. Team Beta. And then in Mexico, fighting Magneto, we have an equally random team up of Kitty, Wanda, Alex Summers, and Roberto, which, oh, and Warren. Like, why that combination of characters? I don't know. I, you know what? I always, I'm still very disappointed that we did not get to see a Warren turns into Archangel story, I which know. I think was going to be part of this. I really do. Why else would they put Warren next to Apocalypse? I feel like it was just the writers. I mean, you just asked why they bothered to put Warren in. I think that's why it was just them being pissed off that they didn't get to do that. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, and Team Purple is who? Is the Sphinx. That's Wolverine with Kurt and Scott. And then Team okay. Secrets, which isn't shown, is um, <laughs> Rogue and Cannonball and Leech. But we're not going to see them until the end. Yeah. Uh, but they're also here. And those are all the characters. Well, it's Fury. Fury's on that team. Yeah, Nick Fury. Nick Fury is leading that one. Except not really. Rogue is. So we're going to see like a lot of fight sequences that... I mean, for what they are, they're fine. Yeah. They're just, I got bored because I didn't need to watch 20 minutes of this, but that's not their fault again, so... Yeah, it's not. I, I mean, they try to give Gene a lot to do. Like, this next scene is basically Gene getting to preview some Phoenix powers that will never be animated otherwise. Do we think if the season had continued, we would have seen more of Gene leading the team, so it would set up a season five where she would suddenly fall apart because i feel like that's what was happening and in this there's scenes when she's in her astral form and she's like fiery and shit and i was like oh yeah okay, we're just like full on but this seems to be embracing the idea because there's a piece in here later where she's got like an astral shield that turns into the phoenix yes. and i was like okay so the phoenix exists somewhere in the universe but she's already connected to it is kind of the vibe that i was getting that's how i thought it was as well especially given that previous scene i highlighted where pyro accidentally connected to the phoenix remember that scene that i told you about oh, yeah. like the, the phoenix is already a force that is hovering around planet earth and like people are tapping into it specifically gene is and Anyway, I, I do think they were going to have Gene start to lead the team and then start falling apart. I don't know what else they were going to do. I don't think they had much more planned out beyond that. 
I don't know either, but I'm glad it's not Scott. I kind of, I love that Scott has a line. It doesn't do anything for this whole episode. And I'm he like, he tries to shoot at some bats with his eye beams. <laughs> yeah. I like, that part's really funny. Okay. We need to get to this. Okay. Like, so the first scene is Gene trying to reach out to the professor being like, professor, I know you're in there and you're stronger than apocalypse. And with me by your side, we'll be able to do this together. <laughs> I know it's really gross. I, uh, I know. <laughs> so then Xavier's like, I'm evil. And he narrows his eyes and like pushes Jean into the ground. And then Jean yells at her team to spread out. And then Amara goes fire mode and starts shooting a bunch of fire at Xavier, which is pretty sick. Right. And then um, Boom Boom goes to Colossus and calls him Tin Grin. That's funny. I but know. This is it great. Is. It where is great. Boom Boom is like, I didn't even know she could do this on the <laughs> show, either. but she just creates a time bomb that's bigger than her entire body and just hands it to Colossus. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> and she's like, can you just throw this at him? And he actually does. And it works briefly. Like he throws a bomb at Xavier and Xavier actually does get knocked back at least briefly. And that's helpful. And then we we shoot on over to China. And so this is sad. This is like mostly just lines where Evan is talking to Aurora, like trying to get through to her. But he doesn't have mind powers. So it's not going to work. So he's just like shouting at her to let them help her. And she's like raining down all these hailstones on everybody. Bobby creates like this ice structure over their heads to protect them from all the weather happening. And storm and berserker are shooting lightning at one another. And then spike, um, sees berserker die for cover. And he's like, don't hurt her. She's a victim in this just like we are, which is like just a tragic line, but I didn't hate it. I liked that they worked that in because it's like, there's no time so they, they just kind of have to throw in a few lines that feel in character while they can. I really would have loved to see the story that would have involved Spike finding out that Storm had been killed by Apocalypse and see his mourning over that and then yeah. seeing what would have happened when he saw Storm be revived and how his reaction to that would be considering what's going on in his own life. Like, what yeah. would that entailed would have would have told a story i mean i feel like there's a version of this where the morlocks are present and like spike is leading them or like they're maybe they were gonna fully play out the spike callisto power struggle in some way we don't know right like there's a lot missing here where it's like well where are the morlocks right now okay so like i think that would have been a great story where storm would have died and then spike would have been like trying to push back with Callisto telling her, no, we got to defend ourselves because Storm, who's way more powerful than any of us, just died. Mm -hmm. So we got to figure something out. And Callisto would have pushed back and then Spike would have challenged her for the leadership. I feel like that's the direction it was going in. However, I do know in the associate comics, which are mostly canon, they do do a Storm versus Callisto for power thing. That's fun. So So we're going to read those for next week. So that's that'll be fun. Yeah. And Mr. Sinister getting on Craigslist and messaging Beast. Beast? Yeah, that's all in there. That's all in the comics, which again are canon. So anyway, then we go to Mexico and we see Wanda fighting Magneto, which again, it's like there just isn't time to explain anything. So no. And like there's this whole scene where Wanda's like, Daddy, why are you doing this? I don't understand. I don't and Magnus like is like whipping sentinel pieces around and Kitty phases through them. She's like, uh, that's not your father. Not anymore. <laughs> yep. And Magni and Magni is ripping apart the sentinel. And there's gonna be a point later where Wanda looks like she does sort of remember him being an asshole, but like then it doesn't play out. So I mean, that's just a really brief scene. And then we go to see Logan leading Scott and Kurt down slowly underground under the Sphinx. And they're looking for Mystique, who has much stronger 
powers at this point. And so that's going to be a problem for them. Mystique has an Omega level mutant. It's actually pretty awesome. It I is. feel like of all the things that we saw here, like she's the only one I feel like has suddenly gone full on Omega because Xavier's just flying now. Xavier has so many powers now and it's like boring, but whatever. I'm not invested in him as a person. So that's part of the issue there. Right. And like Magneto seems exactly the same. He does. To be honest, I feel like Magneto's already Omega, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, same for Storm, who is just finally right. as powerful as she was already supposed to be, but the show never let her be. So it's just like, okay, yeah. great. You're going to do this. But now she's evil while she's doing it, which I don't love. Um, but yeah, Mystique now has powers we've never seen her have, um, which is to say she's able to disguise herself as water. So like um, Scott is asking Logan if he can sense Mystique and he's like, no, Apocalypse is amplifying her powers so she could be right next to us and I wouldn't know it. And then while Kurt is looking at his reflection in a puddle, it then transforms into Mystique and and he like feels the walls shaking, which I think is unrelated. I think that's from just explosions outside. And Kurt says something big just powered up in this place. I think it's from Apocalypse in his control room further in the Sphinx. Oh, right. He's turning on his like little ship thing yep. that's also going to be connected to all the pyramids that are going to kill everyone. Okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yes, correct. But meanwhile, Mystique like transforms from the puddle that Kurt was looking into into herself and then she starts like flipping him around and throws him at Logan and the two of them crash into a big pillar which is fun and then Scott just starts shooting a bunch of beams at Mystique which like doesn't even fucking matter because now her healing factor which she already had like a mild healing factor but now it's like super powerful so she just like shoots a hole in her body and she heals instantly and it's so badass I thought that was so cool and then she turns into like a billion bats bats. and dive bombs them Logan tries to stab the bats mostly doesn't succeed it's fun it's actually pretty funny Scott screams get down and then just shoots a million blasts at the bats which also doesn't work and I just was laughing and I was like, no, this is I was laughing because Cyclops is shooting at the ceiling and the ceiling is actually just falling apart. And I'm like, they're all going to die because he's trying to shoot at these bats that really aren't. They're just dive bombing them. But it's like being hit by Keese and Zelda where it's maybe half a heart that's getting taken away from you. Yeah, I don't know. it's also like it's Mystique and she has a healing factor now and she's a thousand bats. I'm pretty sure she's going to be fine and you guys are going to fucking die. Like, I don't get yeah, like, I don't stop. know. It's all right. Whatever. So then now the tops of the pyramid. The top of this pyramid is glowing blue, which is going to be important later. Yeah. It flips back to Wanda, and Kitty's still... Okay, this this is interesting, because Kitty tells Wanda to forget that Magneto is her father, or they're going to lose. They can't lose. Yes, because she knows Wanda is their big powerhouse, and she's basically like, if we lose, the whole world is going to fucking die. So you need to get your shit together, Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kitty gets knocked out, and Wanda gets really upset, and is like, Kitty! And then she narrows her eyes at at Magneto and kind of has this moment of like, fuck you, man, and shoots some beams at him. Yeah, but I feel like that's almost a trigger, right? I feel like there was going to be some sort of situation in this season where Magneto was going to do something shitty to somebody else and Wanda was going to get really angry about it because she's getting triggered. And like, remember, yeah, and be like, like, wait. Remember tidbits and eventually go over to Agatha or whoever and be like, I keep on remembering things that I don't think are real. Mm-hmm. And Agatha would have been like, let me take a look-see in there. And she'd be like, mm, <laughs> let's do a truth spell. <laughs> yeah, it would have been really helpful if that had happened at some point. But unfortunately, we never get that scene. 
So instead, Wanda is shooting all these blue uh, beams that incapacitate Magneto, but only briefly. Right. And Kitty wakes back up and she sees the top of the pyramid shooting off into the sky. Okay, so this is insane, by the way, because yeah, it goes into the sky to show that there's like maybe like 300 or 500 of these little pieces pyramid tops in the sky surrounding the world well because the pyramids divide up into a million other pyramids i think but that's i was like first of all i was like i'm like hold on a second where did all these pyramids come from are we saying that anything that has like a structure that any like, i don't think so could be a maya temple could be a building in new york city that's also a pyramid and they just flew up in the sky and i was like no, where did i all don't these think fucking- so i think it i think it's supposed to be just that these three main pyramids fly up and then they divide up into other little pieces and then those form a massive web around the world don't get me wrong it is stupid like i'm not disagreeing with you there i did not understand what was happening here. well they don't have time to tell you any of this information i was like where did all these little triangles come from I was normally like, beast would be monologuing over this being like okay here's what's happening but we don't have time well he did though because beast just goes i know the pyramids are going to space to affect the whole planet i don't remember what he said and then gene screams now and it was like uh (laughs) (laughs) i mean we really barely have time to do anything but you're right so spike says where is it going and beast goes my guess is he needs the pyramids in the higher atmosphere in order to affect the entire planet which is barely an explanation i know and then apocalypse is meanwhile watching the sentinels and his pyramids on his little hollow deck where he's just I don't know. He's got TV that comes up out of the ground. Yeah. And Gene is screaming no. Right. So then we see three sentinels flying through the sky. Yeah. And there's all these defected shield officers and one of them runs up to Nick Fury and he's like, as ordered, our last three sentinels are pursuing the the three pyramids. So we got one per pyramid, basically. And Nick just kind of nods. He has a toothpick in his mouth and he looks really badass here. He's just like, whatever. I don't give a fuck anymore. He's not allowed to smoke cigarettes on this show, which is yeah, really funny. Yeah, he can't funny. smoke, so he has a toothpick. So then he enters a nearby building and we see a brief shot of Rogue waiting inside. So we're like, oh, right. Rogue's there. That's where Rogue went off to. Then there's like a really long sequence of the Sentinels flying around space looking for the AllSpark. And I'm like, <laughs> what's happening? All I wrote in my notes is it doesn't look like it's doing anything, but I I guess it was a nice try. I don't even know what that refers to. <laughs> it's, the, the Sentinels are just flying around space. and they're, they're just shooting at stuff and it's not doing anything. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Then it goes back to Storm and Iceman tries beaming an ice beam at Storm. And B says something about pyramids being the orbital realized. Yeah, I know. I wrote that down too. And then he's like, just destroy the base units. And it's like, why? He, <laughs> he says something along the lines of like, the pyramids are orbital relays, probably. And I'm like, what do you mean probably, <laughs> He like, does literally say probably. Uh, he does say that. Storm, of course, escapes being frozen in Bobby's ice cage. Yeah. Then she does this crazy thing where, like, electricity shoots out of her eyes and her mouth, and it actually looks really cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that animation. It looks really cool and fucking terrifying also. It's amazing. Yeah, right? And then she creates these huge winds and, like, floats everybody off into the air. Well, I didn't even write that down. I'm like, that's just Storm on a regular day. Yeah, that's just classic Storm stuff, yeah. Right. So then we go to Magneto, yeah, and he is still controlling all these depowered sentinels, 
and we see Roberto get knocked out by one. Yeah, this is where you were correct about this being Alex Summers and not Cannonball. It's Havoc, yeah. And so Havoc goes over to the pyramid with Kitty and he shoots beams at it from his hands because they're just trying to destroy the bases of these right. orbital relays, probably, because sure. <laughs> Everyone is just making shit up and being like, I hope this works. And like, it doesn't. And Rogue has to fix everything at the end because none of this matters. Like everything we're describing oh, it really doesn't. genuinely does not not matter no and that's the crazy part is that we have to watch this really long fight sequence to lead up to rogue being the only person that could do anything i know it's like why they wait so long honestly i don't know there's no answer to that anyway okay but this next scene though is when jamie has multiplied like a hundred times yeah and boom boom's just handing him a bunch of little bombs and they're all shooting the little boom boom bombs at xavier who's like a billion times and xavier's just like getting popped like popcorn in the air like oof 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 like as he's getting shot with like a thousand bombs i know i know and xavier's kind of turns around and wipes them all out mentally Mm -hmm. by the way colossus is here who's not doing anything he's in the background colossus is punching the pyramid in the background literally he is punching the pyramid. I was laughing so hard at that. I couldn't. Like, I couldn't deal. I was like, it's like he's punching the base of a massive pyramid. I'm sorry, I'm not over it. Like, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm more like I thought it was really funny too. But at this point, I was like, how is Colossus here? But Gambit isn't. Like, who found Colossus? Didn't he go back to Russia? I don't know. Like, saving his sister. He was like in the middle of Russia, and they were like. It's easier to go to Russia than to go to New Orleans, like, for some reason. Like, what the fuck? Even though we were just there. I don't even know. Yeah. Magma also gets knocked out. People are just getting knocked out left or right. Yeah, and so then Colossus gets knocked out as well, which is also funny. And so then Jean finally puts on Cerebro, which, why'd she take this long to put it on? And she's, like, apologizing for doing it, which I didn't really like. She's like, I'm sorry, but I have to do this. This is what's going to even the odds. And it's like, okay, like, don't apologize apologize to Xavier for this bullshit. It's his fault all this happened. Like, he's the one who went to see Apocalypse and was like, I can just talk to him and it'll go really well. Yeah, that's never worked. It's never worked. It's never worked. Meanwhile, Jean's like, sorry, bitch, but I'm the stronger telepath. And then you go into an astral battle. She kind of is, it turns out. So they do an astral battle, which the animation is interesting here. I feel like they always have to find ways to do astral battles on these shows. And it's like they never know how to do it. Um, So in this version, what they've done is have these two different transparent ghost versions of Jean and Xavier emerge from their bodies. And then they fight in the sky in front of regular Jean and Xavier, which is stupid, but... So is every other version of this. So this is fine. And they start to fight in the air and we'll cut away from this for now. But then we come back and get to see Gene go Phoenix mode. So we go to the Sphinx again. Right. I just wrote Scott, Kurt and Logan run away from Mystique's bat army, which I guess is what happens next. (laughs) Um, And then Kurt bamps them into a different room where there's like a door that they can close to block her out at least briefly. Right. But not really. And then Scott screams we're running out of time, which again, I don't know what that means. Like, I guess they are. But like, why didn't they just call Rogan? So then I think they're trying to find Apocalypse's control room. And they're pretty sure it's on the other side of like yet another door because this is a Zelda temple now and so logan is like kurt bamf to the other side and see what's over there so kurt does that and kurt like immediately gets murdered as soon as he goes to the other side okay but meanwhile i like how they say that but kurt didn't know where he was going like yeah. doesn't he need to be able to see or know and he doesn't he doesn't he just goes there and then dies well doesn't really die but he gets knocked out but meanwhile mystique 
comes back to life and she turns her arms into fucking swords yeah but i mean we we just see like a shot of apocalypse walking away from kurt's knocked out body and logan is like okay cyclops blow open the doors because kurt didn't come back fast enough and then mystique knocks them both out and it's just like, yeah, you guys aren't doing fucking anything. Oh, no, I know. But she's just standing here like, what the fuck? And then meanwhile, it goes back to the Transformers fighting for the AllSpark in space. It's like one shot of the Sentinels shooting and nothing yeah. matters. And then we go back to Apocalypse at his control panel looking annoyed about everything. Oh, OK. This well, scene is also here. really oh. funny. OK. Oh, it is really okay. funny. <laughs> I, you know, with Apocalypse looking all pissy. OK, so Apocalypse creates a huge holographic image of his own head and beams it into Mexico where it says one word and that one word is magneto and then that's it that's all he says and then magneto just flies away and it's like couldn't you have called him on the phone like did you really need to beam a holographic version of your own head i thought it was really funny too and he had like the pissiest little face on he was like he magneto and i was like okay <laughs> Magneto flies into the sky to fight the Sentinels to prevent them from continuing to attack the pyramids. So briefly, the pyramid on the ground near where Magneto was is unguarded. And so Wanda is like, oh, shit. okay." And she tries to wake up Kitty and she's like, Kitty, it's our chance. The base unit's unprotected. We can destroy it. And Kitty just moans in pain and doesn't get up. And Wanda screams Kitty 16 more times. And then finally she's (laughs) like, "Okay, I guess I have to do this. And then we see Magneto fighting the Transformers, which, again, none of this matters. I, I like how we're desperately recapping this, but none of it matters. Hold on. Magneto's like in space breathing space i know it's like whatever okay (laughs) anyway so then wanda's trying to use her reality altering powers on the energy source shooting up into the sky out of the pyramid and i love this because this is actually an important moment because her doing this is what allows that opening to happen for a slight moment for rogue to go do her thing later yeah that's true that's true i mean really wanda does help out in a way right and then magneto does show up and gets ready to kill her wanda's like daddy no and i was like wanda what is this (laughs) and then he tries to kill her and who should show up Pietro, I know. who saves her at the last second and he goes, hey sis, it looks like you could use a hand. In which I actually love the shit out of this scene where I the Brotherhood too. all walks in and Toad goes, Toad goes, so anyway he just like literally casually goes so anyway, we stole a jet got lost and we're finally here that's why we're late. I loved this entire line I genuinely loved this moment and I laughed so hard at all of Toad's <laughs> lines in this episode because he has some other great ones Yeah, and I just love Toad bouncing in like, sorry, we got lost but like we were trying to get here and it's like fucking hilarious and then lance sees kitty and sees that kitty is like passed out on the ground and he screams kitty and runs over again i feel like if wanda and the brotherhood hadn't showed up in this moment like they are the reason why this base goes dead for a while all the other x-men couldn't do anything but like all the brotherhood actually wipes out magneto long enough to make some actual damage. And I was like, okay, so the end of this story of this series <laughs> is that we're rooting for Rogue and the Brotherhood. Yeah. <laughs> like, those are the ones. It's none of Xavier's people. I guess Rogue counts, but I don't know. Yeah, well, hey, Rogue barely likes Xavier 90% of the time, so... I know. I mean, it's easy to not like Xavier. It's true. So then Lance sees Kitty unconscious. Yeah, and he runs over there. <laughs> Toad goes to Wanda, and he's like, hey, you need a hug, and she just pushes him into the mud. It's like they have time to do this. <laughs> I know. It's really funny, though. I, was like, I made a note that this is a part of the episode that truly feels like X-Men Evolution again. It's so funny. Okay, then in the background, Magneto lifts up a jet, and the jet that they had stolen. And- right. 
right. makes it fly towards them. And Fred leaps in front of everybody, catches the plane, and smashes it down. And I loved that. I love that they just gave Fred a badass moment. I thought moment. it was so it was cool. Great. He was the only character that could stop the shit that Magneto was throwing at them. I'm like, yeah. awesome. Then Pietro is like, okay avalanche do your thing and avalanche is already pissed and he like managed to rip apart the earth in such a way that trees in like part of the pyramid and everything just falls on top of magneto and just yep. knocks him unconscious and i was like yeah like a bunch of stuff that's not metal basically falls on him which is very useful it was good i loved this scene yeah. like all of them it was great really made an impact on this fight that all these other characters who really should have been able to do something like it's actually kind of crazy that magma made zero damage in this situation well she's fighting magma's fighting xavier who is like only gene can really face him actually wait boom boom had a moment too because she created that bomb that actually did knock xavier back why are like all the characters that xavier could not control are the ones that are now saving the planet <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know so then we go back to apocalypse and he's like the evolution begins which the sure. x-men evolution begins and ends and then we hear the flute music for a thousand more years oh my and god then we see like the control panel that he's looking at showing all these green beams shooting everywhere this and, is like, the shot that there's like a thousand little triangles yeah, in the sky and i was there's like a thousand okay. triangles and we get to see around the world and we see like london bridge and all this shit and then we see like apocalypse like grunting sexually what was that scene though that was just randomly the savage land like they were like oh by was the that way this- what that was supposed to be yes! i couldn't even tell i was like i don't know where we are right now well it was either that or like hawaii but i think it was the savage land because they were planning to do something with that too i mean they probably were just throwing in stuff they knew they'd never get to do for the fun of it i know and meanwhile apocalypse is boning sexually in his tomb <laughs> yeah. he's like oh yes mutation <laughs> mutation yeah he's having a great time he is lying in his tomb by the way that is important that is important and then it goes over to logan and mystique were just kicking each other and i thought that was really funny i was it like really laughing funny. at that it i was like funny. mystique it could turn into anything but she's busy kicking logan who's also kicking back at her neither of them are using their powers and i'm like yeah the they're just kicking this? each other it's great oh it's my great. god um so then gene and xavier are also kicking each other but on the astral plane and so xavier's astral self becomes like this monster guy for some reason Oh, well, I thought he was turning into the demon bear because that's what it kind of looks like. I, I feel like he gets pterodactyl wings at one point. He's like a he weird monster does. guy. And then Gene creates that shield like you were talking about. And the shield expands into like the phoenix symbol. Yeah. And then she knocks him out in that form, which is very cool. It sends him back into his body. And Gene also falls to the ground. But it's like mm-hmm. when that happened, that was like almost the phoenix force tapping into her. And it took all of her strength to use it that it knocked her out because it was so powerful. And yeah. I think there might have been like a situation situation here where if they had more time that it knocked gene out but not the phoenix and then the phoenix would have taken over her body i feel like that was like an alternative to this fight that was going to happen yeah but instead what we see is just both of them get knocked out but then xavier sits back up again but like i don't even remember if that matters because i'm pretty sure we're gonna do the rogue scenes after this anyway right so then uh, we go back to Mexico and Toad goes, did we win? And Pietro goes, yeah, right. Don't you learn? And Toad just goes, oh, yeah, we never win. And I <laughs> loved it. I loved it. 
loved it so much. I was like, that's so true. And like, oh, I know. It's incredible. Because like, it's only seconds later that Magneto rips apart the airplane vans, I think, and just starts. Yeah, a propeller, yeah. Propeller. And he just you know, flings it at Toad, <laughs> and Toad just screams and jumps out of the way of this flying propeller at them. And I just, I don't know. The whole scene was cut together with like perfect comedic timing, and I really liked the voice acting for it, too. It really was fantastic. Okay, so the Brotherhood never gets to win, but they actually do get to win in this episode. They like, do. Even though they're making a joke about it, they do get to win. I love the Brotherhood. This version of the Brotherhood is so good. It's so cute. Meanwhile, Storm is like flying up in the sky and electrocuting everybody, including Berserker, who's just, yes. it's like charging him up. <laughs> like, it's turning him into an Omega-level mutant. But then she makes it rain, and that electrocutes him and knocks him out. Oh, yeah. Which, that's kind of cool. I think the rain makes it so it dissipates the electricity. I don't know if that's a thing, but that's kind of what it looks like. I don't know. I think it I think it electrocuted him because he gets knocked out. Also, Ray screams something. I can't understand what he says, but it sounds a whole lot like fuck. <laughs> Okay, well, the subtitles didn't say what it was. If it was fuck, it may have been fuck. I hope so. Then Beast calls Logan to tell him he loves Logan one last time before okay, he dies. I wrote that too. I wrote Beast calls his boyfriend Logan to say his final goodbye. He literally does. He calls Logan. He's like, Logan, we're not going to make it. And he says, it's so sad. It's like, honestly, the saddest scene. He's like sobbing. And Logan's like, don't give up yet, honey. We got one play left. Um, meanwhile, Mystique is turning into a billion snakes and attacking Logan. <laughs> I know. Okay, but then here's like, I actually Here love this scene. This is one of the scenes that I really, really fucking loved. And I thought it, there was, they did such a good job with this whole 30 seconds they had to do this in terms of dialogue that made me feel emotional watching it. I was like, okay, like this team is so good at what they do. So basically, a shield helicarrier shows up and Rogue opens the door. She reveals that she's with Nick Fury and Cannonball and then also Leech and his mom. A rogue mm-hmm. turns to Leech and it's playing some like sad music and she's like, it's okay, Mrs. Leech. This is as far as Dorian has to go. And she like kind of gets down on the ground and gets yeah. to eye level with Leech and she's like, please don't be scared. Like I said, you have the ability to shut down energy around you and it'll help save a lot of people. I'm just going to borrow it for a while. Are you ready? And I love that she like made sure he was okay with this first and that there was like this insinuation that they couldn't do the scene where Rogue went and convinced Mrs. Leech to do this, but they mm-hmm. kind of referenced that it was a conversation that was had first. Yeah, yeah. And I liked that his mom was there because the last we saw his mom, she wasn't accepting of the fact that he was a mutant and she was really angry and I feel like this is the closest that we get to a turnaround of that. And right. like, oh, Leech has a better relationship with his mom now. Hopefully. I mean, this is the most we're going to get from them. And that has to be okay because, of course, there's no time. So we have to believe that Leech's mom was like, okay, I'm willing to work with, honestly, not the U.S. government. Like, just a bunch of fucking weirdos. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, who came to my house and are like, the world is going to end and we need your son. And she was like, okay. Like, yeah. I, we don't know how that conversation went, but I love that. So Leech nods. Rogues takes his powers. Nick nods at her like he's like, all right, go do your shit. Cannibal grabs Rogue and they blast off, which I love that they had like the Southerners run off together, which was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And I liked that. I, I liked that Cannibal got to do something after all because like Alex Summers randomly looks like Cannibal also. And we were like confused by that before. I mean, they all look the same because this is just the style of animation of also what people look like. I know they all they all have the same style. Yeah. No, had you ever watched like movies or TV shows between the time period 2000 and 2005 in which everybody looks like they had 
come out of the matrix and also has long anime banes like that is the look anyway so logan is still fighting mystique who goes from a snake and turns into a panther <laughs> very cool yeah. and then rogue shows up in the background with cannonball behind her and she's like everybody stop bitch <laughs> and she like shoots out this cool leech energy ray and mystique falls to the ground okay which i didn't think made any sense because i was like wait mystique fell down how why but whatever it's fine that's a good point but also rogue again got a new power and instantly knows how to use it than the actual user i love that which happens a lot with rogue in anything like i don't know she seems pretty intuitive in figuring out all these new powers all the time where all these other people like scott's for example, can't figure out how to deal with his powers. And he's had the same power his whole life, and yeah. he's still like, I can't control my eyes. And Rogue's <laughs> like, like, I don't understand. I don't know. I mean, that's an arc for her, because in her very first episode, we saw her absorbing everybody's powers and not being able to control them. Like, remember, she absorbed Storm's power and was, like, freaking out. Good point. But by this point, she's like, yeah, whatever. I absorb powers every other day. It's all good. I got this. <laughs> and I love that for her. I love yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Me too. So then um, Mystique falls down. I don't know. Maybe her healing factor stopped working who cares oh, um, that's so a good logan point. sees rogue and he uses his claws to cut through the door and screams go 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 at her and she runs through and logan tries to follow but then mystique just grabs his foot and yanks him back and logan goes you ain't so tough without your powers are you and i wrote idk logan she just threw you across the room so i'd say she's fine <laughs> uh yeah that's true and then the next <laughs> shot is rogue in apocalypse's tomb room tomb room tomb room tomb room <laughs> she's in the tomb she's room. in the tomb room uh she's standing above kurt's on conscious body look at pissed like i think she saw kurt down on the ground she's like yeah fuck this my whole family is in here and like they're yeah. one's being controlled the other one's dead on the ground like yeah yeah we're done. for real and then we get a quick shot in mexico of magneto passing out and toad saying hey we won which is really cute um and that is you are right that is enough that it's gonna help everything storm right. also supposedly passes out in china i don't really see how or why that would have happened they just don't show it to us because it's impossible um and then we see xavier passing out and gene waking up and she takes off cerebro and runs over to him and holds him in her arms screaming professor i hate this i do too uh, Mystique collapses and Logan holds her, which that sounds about right. And we yep. see the glowing face tattoos melt away on Mystique's face, so we can fairly assume. Okay, they like fall off like fucking hospital patches. Like what? stickers. Yeah, it's like, uh. What are those little things that like they put all the different sensors on you at the hospital and it's like stuck to your face and they just like pop off? That's yeah. literally what happens here. I was like, oh. It's like, why didn't they take the stickers off before? Oh, well. Well, they probably thought they didn't realize that they were stickers. Because we, we even <laughs> thought they were melded into their face. But turns out turns they were out just they stickers. Weren't. They were just glow-in-the-dark stickers. So then Rogue walks up to Apocalypse, who's just lying in his tomb. And she's like, you've used us for the last time. And then he tries to grab her and she just pulls away, which I don't know how she does that, but she does. And then she just starts shutting all the pieces of the tomb over on top of him, which it's like opened like a lotus flower. So she's just like shutting each petal over him and he like right. can't get out in time, which is funny. And then Logan jumps on top of it once it's closed and screams, turn the power back on. And then she just does that. Like she turns off Leech's power so that everything can go back on again. Right. And Apocalypse is like inside this tomb, like beating on it, like, let me out. What the fuck is happening? And it's like, for some reason, he can't get out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and like Logan, like, again, I'm like, why does any of this work? But I don't, it's fine. I don't know. 
So Logan quickly destroys the control panel with his claws and then they start running away. And then the tomb glows and it teleports into another dimension. Or something. Or time Can travels. Can we get this conversation? This is Maddie. Maddie like messaged me after she watched <laughs> this and like, she couldn't what? deal. Okay. Rogue is like, where'd it go? And Logan's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, that's literally. Like, what? <laughs> Okay, it goes, hopefully it just fell through the cracks of time, never to be seen again. How does it even know that's how it works? I like, don't know. It sounds like an episode uh, of Mutant Ages, the comic book. Like, it's like literally <laughs> what the fuck is happening right now. Okay, like, also, I wrote in this conversation that Ryan walks into the room and he goes, this sounds like you just caused Age of Apocalypse Logan, but okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. And Logan just turns to the camera and he's like, never to be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> and Rogue goes, for some reason, I don't think we'll be that lucky and it's like unfortunately you will be because the show's been canceled so you'll never see anyone again so then logan picks up kurt and then like finds scott also and scott is like do you think we stopped apocalypse in time and logan's like uh yeah (laughs) it's like what you have no idea oh man and then Kurt goes, you did it, Rogue. The girl who shut herself off from the world just saved it. And Rogue goes, I wish I could say I did it for the world, which is a really funny line for her so to God. say there. So She's God. just like, I didn't do it for the world. I fucking hate everyone still. It's like, okay, Rogue, you didn't need to say that. <laughs> it's like exactly the kind of thing that any of us would have said in high school. Absolutely. Like, even if we saved the world, we'd still be like, I don't know. I don't think they deserve it. Okay, so then there's this. This extremely quick scene where Mystique walks up to Rogue and Kurt and she's like, Rogue, Kurt, I want you to know that the things I did, all the things I did and like doesn't actually apologize. She just kind of pauses dramatically. Well, she says she said she does say we're because I I feel like she was going to say I wanted to help you or I love you. But even that is not an apology. No, it's not. not And Kurt's like, save it, Mystique. Rogue's like, even you don't believe your excuses, so just leave us the fuck alone. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, Mystique looks sad and then looks really angry. And I was like, yeah. but also I feel like she was to some degree going to apologize here. And even if I don't know if she knows how I look, I love Mystique. But I, yeah, I agree. She... I think if the show continued, I don't think that there would have been a resolve here. I think it still would have been sort of this particular situation where Mystique had heard while she was in her stone form, Kurt mm-hmm. and Rogue arguing about how yeah. much Mystique had hurt her, and then Mystique crying over it and be like, "Okay, I want to make good with my kids," and then they're like, "No, you've already like abused us too much at this point for there to be resolved." Goodbye. I think that was going to happen regardless if the show continued or not. I think this is just a very quick version of that. Yeah, I agree. I think this is like a two second version of like they're not going to make up with Mystique. Yeah. And that's fine, except that then the immediate next scene we see is Magneto waking up to his two kids, Pietro and Wanda, who are both really pumped to see him and help him over onto the ship, which makes no sense. Like, I'm sorry. I, I know it but doesn't. And it also, doesn't. like, not this version of Magneto. Sorry. That doesn't make sense. Or also, like, Wanda, who's been brainwashed to forget about all the times that Magneto tortured her. But Pietro hasn't been. So what's going on? Well, okay, Pietro, here? I believe, because Pietro has been like, I don't want to deal with Magneto abusing me anymore, but then we'll be secretly working for him anyway, being like, but what do you think, Dad? And it's like, 
he's like, I'm thinking about not talking to my dad anymore. Dad, what do you think? And it's like, what is happening in this conversation? (laughs) It's like Pietro constantly looking for his approval, which is most of Wolverine, the X-Men also. Yeah. I just feel like this version of Magneto is so evil that it's like, they don't have time to redeem him and they don't even try. They don't. I mean, like it, it's funny because we're about to find out that he just is full on a good guy now. I know. But anyway, so Lance walks away with Kitty because yep. now they're like dating, dating. again. There's I guess. a moment here that Spike and Aurora are touching each other's faces and looking into each other's eyes happily. And it's ruined by Iceman who gives them a big goofy thumbs up. And I was like, why is he doing that? I thought that was so funny. I wrote, okay, Ash, catch him in my notes. Because <laughs> yeah, like, it's honestly, so that's funny. the energy. And then my favorite moment moment is boom boom with colossus magma and multiple men and boom boom's like wow that was quite a party guys thanks for the invite as she like inserts herself between colossus and magma and i love how yep. the world was ending and boom boom was just like cool party guys yeah, like let's I do know. it again sometime i'm like boom boom i love you but also she's that amazing is boom boom's energy in x-force whenever she's working with cable they are literally fighting a war or like a bunch of people that are going to end the world and boom boom's like that was fine guys anyway who wants to go dancing and domino's always like dude like what (laughs) (laughs) that's definitely her energy and i love it um so then xavier wakes up to see gene and they hug each other it's gross Jean's okay. like, Professor! And Xavier's like, thank you, Gene. Okay, I love this one little animation, though, where they hug, and then it shoots to the shot of Xavier facing the camera, so we don't see Gene's face, but he's hugging her, and you see that he looks at her with extreme sadness and then mm. closes his eyes like he's gonna cry. Like, he's now knows something about Gene that yeah. is going to be... And I think... I think even if this show had continued on, I do think season four would have ended in the same way where Xavier had suddenly realized that Jean is somehow tied to the Phoenix Force and that they're probably going to lose her. And I think yep. that is something that was going to happen either way. Yeah, especially because, I mean, in the next scene, Xavier basically reveals what he has learned about that. But he doesn't say, I mean, as Xavier, he could he could be like, hey, Gene, you're going to turn evil, but he doesn't, so whatever. I don't actually know if that would help if he said that. I don't know either. But also, the Brotherhood and a bunch of the other characters that were in this fight are now at the X-Mansion, standing at our favorite gazebo. Yeah, the gazebo that's here constantly in this season and only this, this season. This is a different gazebo from the other two gazebos that we've seen so far like this gazebo no it's not this is the same one isn't but it it's animated differently every time because there's the gazebo that <sighs> oh wrote God. push mystique off the cliff and there's like woods and yeah shit. i thought that's what this one was i thought it was but this doesn't have the woods around it like that one did because fucking rogue and agatha came running in and out of a dark path on the woods on that i think it's supposed to be the same gazebo but they can't decide on where and what it looks like well they needed to have fewer woods here because they needed to animate 60 characters standing in front of the gazebo I mean, so like true. they didn't really have they had to cut down some trees in order in order to accommodate this scene okay are you gonna laugh really hard though because in wolverine the x-men the opening scene is on this very gazebo are you shitting me oh my god okay no, great I'm not. it's like rogue standing on the gazebo be like i don't think i'm gonna stay here anymore look it's like why not that's the opening scene that's funny and great then, then gene dies <laughs> cool Cool. <laughs> so, well, it was the same creative team, so they were kind of continuing with what they could. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't know that at the time, but like, yeah. it's interesting to see sort of the throwbacks that we're going to see. Anyway, so what I really love about this next shot is it's Xavier Gay. about to... Yeah, Xavier's <laughs> like, all right, I'm going to talk to you all, but it shows like sort of all the pairs together. So we see Gene and Scott, 
Kitty and Lance. And then, of course, we got like family. So Storm and Evan are with each other. Wanda and Pietro. Right. And then also Amara and Tabitha are paired up together and Bobby and Sam. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is not subtle X-Men evolution. This is just you being like, they're gay. Yeah. Also, Toad and Fred are together, although that's shown in like a separate shot. But yeah, it's oh, like basically right. all the couples are together, which I don't hate at all. I think it's cute. No, I was here for it. And then Xavier's like... Thanks to you all, we have adverted catastrophe. It was not without its price, however. But steel has forged itself through fire, and like it or not, we have been made stronger. We are prepared for what the future brings. I am not Picard. I'm sorry. I know this because I know this because I have glimpsed in the mind of apocalypse. Many challenges still await us. So this is actually kind of fun. I mean, we do get yeah. to see like kind of ideas. That we they get were... to see a little bit. So like the challenges that still await them is like a shot of protesters with signs protesting mutants. Yeah, they're like mutants should die, basically. Yeah. And then Xavier says, I saw some who had been our enemies become friends. And then we just see a shot of Magneto without his helmet, hanging out with Wolfsbane and like a bunch of other kids in the danger room, like training them, smiling merrily. I know. Not a care <laughs> in the world. Like he loves children. And he loves joy and teaching. Okay, this I is loved not that. the Magneto we know. I loved it. It's and great. then Xavier goes, and with the most heavy of heart, I've seen the dearest of friends become the most terrible of enemies. And then we see Dyke Jean Grey Hell flying yeah. up into the sky and she's screaming. And turning into the, the Phoenix. Phoenix which, like for real, we see her turning into the Phoenix. Like which was wings amazing. and all. It's amazing. Beautiful shot. And then this other shot I also really, really love. Xavier's oh, like Dyke Kitty Pride with a short haircut. Okay, no, hold on a second. So Xavier <laughs> first says, I saw my X-Men grow and change, in which it is like everyone's gay. Everyone's, everyone's gay. gay. Okay, it's a shot. It's a shot of Beast, Iceman, Colossus, Kitty, Cyclops, and Kurt, and the gayest designs I have ever seen the X Men wear in my life. They're suddenly all super jacked, like they're on steroids at the gym, yeah. wearing tight, tight leather. They all have like the girls have short shaved hair, except for Storm, who has like this huge blowout and like amazing makeup. Like she's going to gay clubs every night. That's why it's like I'm like Storm's just dressed as an actual drag queen at this point, and it's amazing. She looks wonderful. We love it. She's going full high femme now. Storm is right, and X twenty three walks in. She's also looking like a giant lesbian which is hell yeah <laughs> beast has a mullet now by the way <laughs> I, mean, I was like this is crazy i don't i like i like how they were just like in the future they're all just out of the closet that's the future yeah rogue's gay kitty's gay we love it rogue has a trench coat now just like gambit does but also what else is rogue doing here? uh i don't know clearly i meant oh flying she's, she's flying. flying yes you're right she's flying yeah. yeah i didn't miss that i saw that very cool okay good And then Xavier's like, and of course, I saw that some people never change. And I I don't even know why he said that, because it's the Brotherhood. Me either, because it's the Brotherhood, but they're standing next to a S.H.I.E.L.D. logo. And so I was like, uh, seems like they do change, dick. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. And okay, also, again, these guys. So gay. Okay, so Wanda did grow her hair out, but she's still gay. Still gay. Also, Fred looks like a fucking badass bodybuilder now. Like, he's still his huge self, but he just looks way better. Um, Like, more adult, not like the kid that they dress him as. Toad looks like Riff Raff from Rocky Horror now. <laughs> he does. Okay. Lance is like a badass metal boy with, like, super long hair. Like, he basically looks like Bon Jovi in the Living on a Prayer video. Like, he he's doing the gay 80s thing. Also, Pyro's randomly there so like i don't know okay, why so here's my theory on this i think this is supposed to be their version of freedom force which was when 
Mystique was working with Valerie Cooper, I okay. believe. Um, I'm going to Google real quick because so Reinforce was during... Oh, also Pietro shows up at the very end and he's like, I'm here! <laughs> well, we also know this guy. Okay, so Reinforce was created when Mystique and Valerie Cooper came to an agreement allowing the members of Mystique's Brotherhood of Evil Mutants to receive full governmental pardons for the past crimes as long as they followed Valerie Cooper's orders. Here's the thing. It wasn't through S.H.I.E.L.D., but I feel like this is what they were doing. So it's kind of like a version of DC's Suicide Squad, but like without the death chips. <laughs> no, I mean, for, yeah, I mean, I guess they were they were all pardoned, but it was also important because even though they were still kind of on some level committing crimes, it was kind of after that that the Brotherhood as we know it, like of these characters, stopped being bad because they really kind of stopped in the 90s because remember like avalanche went and opened a bar toad ran off and like became a janitor i mean fred hasn't been bad for a while now no and like i feel like this was sort of the turning point is when they had a taste of doing things where they were kind of sort of respected but not really you know Mm -hmm. Um, and of course like wanda was an avenger like for many many years i mean she's only really bad on this show quote unquote right i don't know i i get what you're saying though like it's you know it makes sense that that would be the arc for these characters although i have no clue why why xavier's line for this is like some people never change it's like that just felt like a miswriting situation like like they had the voice actor record the line and then like didn't animate it the uh, or so xavier just being like oh i can't even deal with how stupid those people are <laughs> i don't know yeah uh there's also like then he has one more line where he says but one thing's clear that no matter what awaits us and then there's a shot of like a bunch of i don't even really understand what's happening here so it's just like a bunch of sentinels in space and one of them is also apocalypse and i was like what is this scene yeah i was like so apocalypse comes back with all the sentinels my also? thought is maybe it's a combination of days of future past and also age of apocalypse that's what that i was thinking I think. too but i don't think that's the direction the show was gonna go i think they just incorporated them because they wanted to make sure that they could show us that they were planning to do both of those things at some point <laughs> yeah because i think bishop was gonna be in season five mm-hmm. i really do yeah um and then xavier goes the x-men will always be there ready and of that i am proud and that's when we get the final shot of everyone most of the characters on this show but not everyone because like the brotherhood's there Danny Moonstar is not yeah. there. Gambit is there, though. Gambit is there. And I guess Jubilee is there. And, like, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of characters in this shot, but it's also, like, not everyone, but it's so close to being everyone that you get the point. You're kind of like, okay, I guess it's supposed to be everyone. I know there's some stuff in there, like gambits with rogue Mm -hmm. i do like that rogue was put close to the center as one of the main characters as opposed to like kitty who's kind of crouched down on the ground yeah boom boom's still wearing her bavel sirens costume Uh which love it amazing xavier's in the center with storm and logan the two teachers next to him kitty's on the ground so is boom boom beast is also crouching on the ground they are also joined by x23 cannonball sunspot colossus who may i mention is standing up behind everybody like there's like there's some of them on the ground then there's people standing and then there's other people like standing on like a step behind them yeah like standing on apple boxes in the back row basically so they can all fit into this group photo yeah except for colossus who is taller than all those people (laughs) and you see his feet on the ground which is really it is really funny i enjoy that that too and no point during this show did ever animate him that tall ever (laughs) but they probably should have been but they just didn't it would be really funny um also we have angel nightcrawler spike in his full yep. forum cyclops and gene are right behind xavier with rogue and gambit we also have jubilee cannonball 
Multiple man, Iceman, Magma, Berserker, and Wolfsbane. No Havoc, no Moonstar. Yeah. I don't know who else I'm forgetting. No Leech, I guess. Yeah. No Morlocks in general besides Spike. Yeah, but they're not allowed to come onto Xavier's campus. Right. Of course. <laughs> Of course. What am I saying? What am I saying? Don't, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's basically everybody. You get the point. You get the gist. You're kind of like, okay, yeah, the cast is complete, and now the show is ending. Now that we finally introduced all the characters who need to be here, great stuff. Right. We love to see it. Not better at all. Also, okay, I just noticed this now, but Logan is surrounded by Kitty Pride, who's next to him, then Rogue, who are his kind of his two sidekicks. Yeah. Uh, not Jubilee because Ju- although he she is right near. She's right behind Gambit and yeah. Rogue. So it's almost like it's almost like they put Logan with all his characters except for Nightcrawler who's standing on the other side. And then also Jean Grey. That's who he's surrounded by. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It is. But I don't know if any of that was intended or if it was just like that was where they happened to draw the characters. Like we could read a lot into that or we could no, not. You're because... also going to hate this now that I'm looking at this. I've just noticed this for the first time and having the screenshot for the past 20 years. But Cyclops and Jean are behind Xavier and Jean has her hand on Xavier's chair. I feel like I did notice that. Gross. But I think that was like because she and Xavier were going to keep working together while her mind powers increased and then also she has a meltdown. Yeah. I also love that it gave its arms around Rogue and Rogue just looks mad. (laughs) (laughs) That seems in character for them. They got into a fight right before that photo was taken. No, I feel more like he put his arm around her right behind the photo was taken. Yes, and she was like, hold on, you swap rat. What are you doing? It's got some like severe energy of any like honestly like me and katie in high school where i would just like last second before i would put my arm around katie like as a friendship thing and she looks so annoyed and like (laughs) that's the energy that's happening here yeah good shit good shit i love it it's great this show i'm sad it's over i don't know how to rate the final episode uh i guess i'll give it a three again because oh you're nicer than me no you're (laughs) right it's really a two i it's not great even i mean last time we kind of acknowledged like they they were working with what they had and i totally respect that i feel like that's the same here if you want to do it that way you could do you could do it as like it, it in terms of the episode standalone it's a two but in terms of what they were working with it's probably more like a three or a four even yeah because like i mean it's not their fault well i don't think it's a four i what's tough about it is that so much of this episode doesn't matter it's really just ticking down the clock until we get to rogue at the end because it's like they're gonna stop apocalypse the only way they can really do that is using leech's power but he's a kid and he isn't capable of that so rogue has to steal it in order to use it for him and that's all that's all they can do and whatever it sucks i it's just like it sucks that the episode is like a thousand years of all the characters fighting one another right and like beast calling everybody on the phone being like uh those are probably orbital relays <laughs> it's like this is so boring and stupid and like nobody knows what's going on i it's really unfortunate i'm sad the show's over i mean we could sit here and try and review what happens but it's mostly fight scenes and we know what we liked about it it's I, almost entirely fight scenes i like the phoenix forest i like seeing gene finally be be gene and see rogue finally be rogue i like seeing all the ladies with dikey haircuts at the end i mean it's fun you know there's some fun parts but i'm sad about wanda's storyline getting such short Trift. yeah same although i do like that it came down to wanda and rogue and the brotherhood being the only ones who could effectively stop any of this from happening mm-hmm. and that was really rewarding for us as brotherhood fans viewers yeah. of the show who have loved the brotherhood and rogue more than like almost any other character and boom boom 
Um, who I would even argue in this did make a big enough difference to stun Xavier. I mean, it didn't make a big enough difference in the grand scheme of things like the Brotherhood knocking out a base in Magneto temporarily to allow Rogue in to do her yeah. thing. But it came down to the characters that Xavier was like, fuck these guys. And like, <laughs> they were the ones who saved yeah. the world. Yeah, and even at the fucking ending in his monologue, Xavier was like, I still hate those kids. And it's like, fuck you, man. Yeah, like, like, I know, I don't think that was an intentional commentary at all, like politically or anything, but like, it is kind of funny slash sad that even at the very end of the show, when they are succeeding beyond any measure and beyond any of the resources they were ever given in life, Xavier's still like, but I don't like the look of those kids. It's like, fuck I mean, you, really, man. You, they, they didn't need you. Xavier is awful. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm going to miss this show. I'm glad we still have the comics to read for next week because it's like just one last little tidbit of every of these characters and their specific voices hanging out together. And then we'll, we'll right. do a wrap up episode. We'll talk about what we liked and didn't like, but First, we got to talk about who's gay on this episode. The X-Men are a metaphor for a lot of things, but one of those things is being gay. That sometimes it goes beyond symbolic, and the X-Men can be homoerotic, but which X-Men is the gayest today? Oh, I mean... Okay. Amara and Boom Boom is one answer. Sure. I, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say Beast calling Logan <laughs> up and be like, my love. I love you. I'm sorry. I, I just want to say one more. I want to say goodbye for the last time. And Logan's like, bitch, don't do this yeah, to me. Why? He's like, you're not fucking dying yet. Okay. I liked it. I liked it. Especially because Nick Fury is like not a part of that moment anymore. So we get to see the guys like, you know, be in with each other one more time. I, wait, so at what point did Beast and Logan start dating on this show? Like, I don't remember. Unclear. That. Yeah. I feel like it happened in all the episodes when we were like, where's Logan? Where's Beast? Where's Storm? <laughs> like, there's a lot of episodes where there's no adults around. Like, that's just not who the show's about. You know what I mean? Oh, I like, know. it's just that wasn't the focus. I hope you're ready for Wolverine the X-Men because there is a lot of Beast and Logan in that. Like, even more so. I am ready. I am ready. Basically, in that show, Logan, like the very opening scene is the mansion exploding and then the x-men dissipating and logan like the first episode is not very strong and at the very end of it he like comes home to the x-mansion and beast is like i've been waiting for you i've been living in the basement by myself and Logan's i hope like, he's wearing a frilly apron at the time and he so. like made logan some sausages oh my he's god like i've been waiting for you honey i've been waiting for you to come home for five years and logan's like all right we need to be two dads and we need to get the team back together Adorable. and beast is like okay and i'm like okay <laughs> That actually sounds pretty fun. I have a feeling I'm going to like Wolverine and the X-Men because I feel like there's probably going to be a lot of unexpected callbacks to this show because now we know like the same people were working on it. They were trying to tie up loose ends that they didn't get to tie up on this show. I think we're going to see some callbacks that we're going to notice this time around. Just things that I've thought about in knowing that information that it's a lot of the same production team. They bring in Emma Frost yep. instantly in the Hellfire Club. Which, of course, they had wanted to do on this show. So right. that makes sense. It's, I mean, it's a Phoenix story. It's not the one where she flies up into space, but she's gone for most of the season until they find her. And she's kind of like a Jane Doe at that point and then being possessed by the Phoenix Forest. So those two concepts are there. The Days of Future Past concept is there. And then the very season finale was about Apocalypse doing Age of Apocalypse. So these are all things that we just saw touched on mm -hmm. on this show. So I feel like this is sort of their second chance. They also have Genosha 
Like that's a huge piece of it. Wow. And also they have the Sentinels going and killing everybody in Genosha. It's like a whole Damn. Yeah, I don't really know. I feel like the the only complaint I have about Wolverine and the X-Men is that it tries to do too much in the time period they have. So we don't really get to spend a lot of time with any specific character, which is honestly more damaging than it's helpful. I feel like they they took a lesson from the fact that the show got canceled out of nowhere. And with Wolverine and the X-Men, they were probably like, we get canceled literally any day. So let's try and do all the storylines we really wanted to do and didn't get to as fast as possible, which is sad because it's like, that's also not good. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like, I know, I know in like one of the first couple episodes, they have a cameo of Boom Boom and then like Boom Boom helps for like a second. And I'm like, okay, so this is even a callback to that. Also, um, the whole opening sequence of Wolverine the X-Men uh, is featuring around Magma, whose powers are going haywire. And it's the same opening that they used in the the X-Men game that had come out at that time, the Dungeon Crawler one. Mm-hmm. It's literally just called like X-Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also it's a similar to the episode to about Amara that we saw on this show. Yeah. One of your I mean, favorites, so, like, the cruise episode, cruise control. Right. So there's like a lot of that going on. Pietro is still trying to get Magneto's approval. Wanda's working with Magneto. But Wanda's a totally different character on this one. Yes. I mean, she's totally different, but also the Wanda and Kurt, friendship relationship develops in that the one that they wanted to put on this tv show Mm -hmm. so it's like it's like a lot of the same concept ideas i'm excited even if it sucks i'm excited because i feel like it's the closest we get to more x-men evolution no it's pretty good i mean honestly i i enjoyed it it's just very adult and there's parts of it where i just feel like they try to do too much rogan gambit's whole relationship is like non-existent in that which is really unfortunate like gambit's only in a couple episodes which honestly that's a bad call for any show to do. Gambit <laughs> needs to be in more episodes. <laughs> I agree. Gambit's great. Um, so I guess, I mean, unless you have any more gay shout outs you want to do. I mean, we already talked about the final shots at the end, which is barely anything, but it was nice to see Sam and Bobby and Amara and Tabitha and, and Toad and Fred standing together just to be like this tiny little Easter egg of the gay couples on this show. Yeah. I mean, like that's it is that, that we had the little bonus Easter eggs, but there wasn't any like situation where we could pull apart even some gay fan fictiony stuff or some sort of politics. Like that's just not what this episode is. Yeah, it's really not. It's, it's too bad. So, uh, we are not totally done with X-Men evolution. We have a couple more episodes left for it. One where the next one, we're just going to read the nine issues of the X-Men evolution comics that are considered canon to the show. Then we're going to do a mm-hmm. wrap-up episode like we did with X-Men, the animated series, and kind of talk about our favorite episodes, our favorite characters, what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think we're going to do a listener mail. And then what's after that? Days of Future Past? Days of Future Past! Days of Future Past! It's going to be this fun. This is us giving a warning in person to Todd listening to this right now that he better prepare <laughs> Todd, now. start counting down the weeks now. We will DM you in Slack later to organize a recording day. This is important, everyone. We're going to be watching the Rogue Cut. Okay, so the, the and it is called the Rogue Cut if you're like renting it on Amazon or whatever. It's like specifically called the Rogue Cut. Um, I'm not sure if Disney Plus has that version. I, I haven't checked that yet, but there are ways to get access to the specific cut of the film we're going to be watching because fuck Brian Singer. We're watching the version of the movie he didn't want to release. And uh, yeah, that's the energy we're bringing into that recording too as well. So that'll right. be really fun. Um, this is a pro rogue podcast and uh, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see Anna Paquin get to have a little bit more to do because those movies basically screwed her over in every way. I mean, she's still kind of gets screwed over over in this too but at least she has scenes i'm sure she does i'm sure she does but 
God, whatever. So I'm excited to see a new version of the movie. I remember actually liking it before for what it's worth. Okay, of all the films, I do feel like X-Men 2000 and Days of Future Past are probably the strongest alongside Logan. Those Those are the three that I watch and can watch and be like, this is fun to watch. And I feel like it's pretty good. Well, I don't know if Logan is quote unquote fun to watch. I don't think I would oh, wait, no, no. Oh, I, I, wait, hold on. I didn't mean to say Logan. I meant to say the Wolverine. Oh, oh, I was like, holy shit. Okay, Logan is a rough hang. Just, just to clarify. Logan, Logan I go back and forth. Like, there's yeah. parts of Logan that I like and don't like. Most of the parts I like involve X-23. Same. However, same. Logan has a whole scene where Logan fights Logan for like 50 minutes. And I'm like, this, is, why is this here? I know. Where's Sabretooth? The more I think about Logan, the more I'm like... I don't know about that movie. I mean, you end up having to review it for uh, Let's Watch Two Movies back in the day. Well, I liked it more when, when we watched it for that. But then I we were also comparing it to Children of Men at the time. And that comparison is not kind to Logan. Children of Men is a better movie oh, yeah. in like pretty much every way. Oh, yeah. So that wasn't that was like a tough comparison to make. And then in the years since that time, I've also just been like, there's a lot of stuff in Logan that doesn't work. Oh, yeah. Like X-23 isn't one of those things. I think she's great in that movie. One of the stronger plots lines but like you say there's like a really long fight scene the themes of that movie are really confused like i I just feel like james mangold like wasn't sure what he wanted to land on at certain points but we can talk about it when we get there you know that's like way down the line it's it's years from now we'll have much more time to think about it we'll have like a new logan in the mcu by the time we're watching that oh my god yeah and a weapon x tv show come on man hell yeah i can only hope so um but i guess we're on to the plug section now since we've already described what the next several weeks of our lives are going to be. right so mutantages.com that's a place you can go on the internet and it it's got lots of content go. on there including there's an email address it's the mutantages at gmail.com we're gonna do a listener feedback episode in a few weeks so you should definitely write in tell us what you think about x-men evolution read the comics along with us let us know what you think of those yeah. um join the discord server there's a link at mutantages.com that you can find we've got a questions uh channel in there if you want to leave us questions there rather than emailing in and we have a bunch of other channels in there where you can talk about the MCU or whatever you want. Um, and we have a voicemail inbox, which is one five Oh eight three one nine one six six eight. And of course a PO box, which is PO box three, three, four, four Natick, Massachusetts. Oh, one seven six. Oh, you can send us physical mail, postcards, comic books, whatever you want. And we will open them and show them off to you on the mutant ages, YouTube channel, uh, which is mutant ages on YouTube. And um, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to talk about YouTube, Ryan, oh, or yeah, social sure. media? Yeah, I, you know, that's my jam. Uh, so yeah, we have a YouTube channel and it's fantastic. If you go to the Mutant Ages on YouTube, you can watch our monthly live streams where we read new screenplays, including like the Dazzler treatment script, which we just recently did. And uh, we also do parody videos on there. Sometimes I match up episodes of this with actual episodes of the animated series and uh, whatever, honestly, we put out on there, uh, we'll, we play video games, we play X-Men games on there. Um, so yeah, it's just all, it's more additional Mutant Ages content for you to consume every day, any day. Uh, you can see my beautiful <coughs> face on my YouTube channel, Ryan's Theme Parks and Adventures, and that's always a good time. Mm-hmm. Also, you can find me on social media at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. 
Uh, Maddie, you can take the reins and tell us where we can find you on the internet besides MittyMyers.com. That's true. You can find me at Mitty Myers everywhere at MittyMyers.com, but also Mitty Myers on social media, just as you can find the mutant ages on there. I can't remember if we said that, but we're on every social media platform. Also, uh, we have a store. I recently redid some of the designs in the store, by the That's way. That's right. She did. So people should check out the store because uh, some of those things are different and they look awesome and you should buy stuff with money and you can find a store link in the episode description and you can also find some more ways to contribute to the show at patreon.com slash the mutant ages. You can get bonus content behind the scenes stuff notes from the episodes bonus episodes about dc and marvel tv shows and movies and also my theme songs if you depending on which tier you back at and if you back at the highest tier you get a shout out on the show that's right samuel b so mean soren b and zach s thank you for being our top tier patreon supporters Sorry, no crazy voices. I guess, I mean, it could do Xavier. I mean, like, Samuel B. So means Soren B. Zach S. You'll never change. Ever. You'll never change. <laughs> I saw the future for all of you. And you, some of you were great friends and others were great enemies. <laughs> and I won't reveal any more information about what those futures hold. <laughs> I'm not even doing Patrick Stewart's voice. I'm just doing Ian McKellen at this point. I don't know why. Yeah, it's hard to do Patrick Stewart. Uh, it's more like we can't even just be xavier by the way patrick stewart confirmed that he was in doctor strange we didn't oh, even talk about God. that that was hilarious <laughs> he was like oh yeah i just didn't recognize my own voice i feel like that was him being like i didn't know i was allowed to confirm that so like <laughs> i denied it and then kevin feige called me and was like dude why did you deny that you were in the movie you fucking weirdo and he was like oh i didn't i didn't know i was supposed to say i was in it my bad oh my god <laughs> but he didn't say he was playing xavier he just was like yeah i'm in it Oh my God! He's Xavier, though. Sorry, but he is. I'm sorry, everyone. Yep. Um. Yep. Well, yeah. If you can't afford to support the show, that's too bad because some of those shirts are really cool. But you could leave us an iTunes review. You could leave us a Spotify review. Those are always very helpful. Or you could just share it on your personal social media and just be like, "Hey, I like this show. They just finished watching." All of X-Men Evolution, an amazing television show. If you want to rewatch it along with this entire podcast, you can listen from the beginning. People tweet at us sometimes and they're like, I just found the show and I'm starting from the beginning and it's adorable and wonderful. I love it when I get that we get those messages. That makes me happy. Yeah, it's really nice. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. new listeners. And welcome back, listeners that have been here for a while. We appreciate <laughs> all of you. Yeah, continued welcome to all of you. And uh, yeah, we will be reading some comic books next week, which is pretty wild. Not so something we normally do right and uh yeah so until then we'll see you next time see you next time the